Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and we're now going to begin our study of April the 20th to April 26th uh, Come Follow Me section which covers Mosiah chapters 4 to 6 and Mighty Change. And as I've kind of studied for this uh, first episode of this um, week, I've really just come to the understanding that we're going to struggle to get through all of this. And so whilst, uh, you know, I strongly encourage and invite everyone to uh, listen to all the episodes this week, please understand as well that we are just not going to be able to cover everything uh, that is um detailed in these chap in these chapters because there is such an abundant abundance here uh, and i say that every week to be fair that this should not be your study but a supplement to your study so i hope you enjoy your own personal study of this section we're going to begin with mosiah chapter four uh, which uh, is titled through jesus christ i can receive and retain a remission of my sins we're going to cover verses 1 to 12, as um, as outlined by the manual as well. Looking at the blessings of the remission of sins that came to the people, but then how King Benjamin started to talk about retaining that remission. And that is the really key part. In Mosiah chapter 4, verse 1, it says, And now it came to pass that when King Benjamin had made an end of speaking the words which he had delivered unto them him by the angel of the Lord, that he cast his eyes round about on the multitude, and behold, they had fallen to the earth, for the fear of the Lord had come upon them. So here we clearly see that from the powerful words that have been spoken previously, the people um, felt the power of those words and they wanted change. They wanted to change. Um, in October 2012, in a talk called Is Faith in the Atonement of Jesus Christ Written in Our Hearts? Uh, this was said by her sister Linda K. Burton, who said, quote, May the atonement of Jesus Christ cause a mighty change to be wrought in our hearts. As we awaken to this doctrine declared by an angel of God to be glad tidings of great joy, I promise that we will feel as King Benjamin's people felt. After they had prayed mightily that the atonement would be applied in their lives, they were filled with joy and were willing to enter into a covenant with God to do his will and to be obedient to his commandments in all things. Making, keeping and rejoicing in our covenants will be the evidence that the atonement of Jesus Christ is truly written in our hearts. Close quote. This began the process for King Benjamin's people to make this mighty change. They were then willing and wanting and desirous to enter into this covenant to have the atonement of the Saviour written upon their hearts and to receive a remission of their sins. In verse 2 it says, And they had viewed themselves in their own carnal state, even less than the dust of the earth, and they all cried aloud with one voice, saying, O oh, have mercy, and apply the atoning blood of Jesus of Christ, that we may receive forgiveness of our sins, and our hearts may be purified, for we believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who created heaven and earth, and all things who shall come down among the children of men. Um, this was said by... Um, regarding this uh, by elder dale g renland i mean I, I think that what we need to understand here is that they they really began to understand the purpose of the gospel that was taught to them it was to be their salvation uh, elder dale g renland said this uh, quote i have come to realize that the purpose of organizing a stake or using the priesthood of god in any way is to assist heavenly father and jesus christ in their work to provide the opportunity for redemption and exaltation to each of god's children like the rocket whose purpose is, is to deliver a payload, the priesthood delivers the gospel of Jesus Christ, enabling all to make covenants and receive the associated ordinances. The atoning blood of Christ can thereby be applied in our lives as we experience the sanctifying influence of the Holy Ghost and receive the blessings God promises. Close quote. 
King Benjamin's sermon, his teaching and serving amongst the people, was to help deliver them to the Saviour so that they could then be they be able and ready to receive forgiveness of their sins. Um, and in verse 3, uh, it, this happens. They, they were filled with joy, receiving, receiving a remission of their sins. But what I love about this is the phrase, having a peace of conscience. That is what we need to aspire to or, you know, what we need to desire is having the Holy Ghost with us so abundantly that we have this peace, that we have this true knowledge that the Saviour has accepted us and our offering and that he will make up the rest. Ultimately, it is between us and him. Only through that communication with him can we truly receive that, that witness, that peace of conscience, that all is right. As we continue to strive to be the best that we can be, he will make up the rest. Um, in verse 6 of uh, Mosiah chapter 4, King Benjamin um, praises the people and he says, uh, I, and I, I say unto you, if ye have come to a knowledge of the goodness of God and his matchless power and his wisdom and his patience and his long suffering towards the children of men, and also the atonement which has been prepared from the foundation of the world, that thereby salvation might come to him that should put his trust in the Lord and should be diligent in keeping his commandments and continue in the faith, even unto the end of this life, I mean the life of the mortal body. This is what we can really have is find this true peace. He mentions that we can find that we can feel the matchless power, the wisdom, the patience of God. Alden Neil A. Maxwell explained this further in, in saying, quote, when spiritually aligned, a poise can come even when we do not know the meaning of all things. Such contented assurance produces not arrogance, but quiet acceptance, which is its own form of being anxiously engaged, but without all the bells and whistles. However, this spiritual contentment rests on our accepting the atonement of Jesus because we have come to a knowledge of the goodness of God and his matchless power and his wisdom. Close quote. Uh, this is, you know, how we can know we've received this remission of our sins. It's through this, this sure and quiet peace, not arrogant assurance, but calming, quiet peace that comes with knowing that the Spirit is with us and our Saviour has taken upon himself our, our our pains and our sicknesses and our sins um king benjamin goes further and tries to reinforce how we can continue to now keep a and retain a remission of those sins in verse 9 he begins by saying believe in god believe that he is and that he created all things both in heaven and in earth believe that he has all wisdom and all power both in heaven and in earth Believe that man doth not comprehend all the things which the Lord can comprehend. Um, this is powerful teaching by King Benjamin. And in an OY from Book of Mormon Central number 314, how did King Benjamin teach his people to trust God more? Uh, it explains that this um, structure of what he says in verse 9 is actually very similar to something found in Psalms 33 verses 2 to 3. I'm not going to read it all because, again, this, we're running to the last few minutes now. Um, but it shows that um, this in this layout, it shows us how to what it means to believe in God. Um, he also is summarizing the pe the people by saying uh, that in the, that he, he has promised this God that knows and has created all things, uh, which he mentioned earlier and which we talked about earlier as Jesus Christ being the Father of heaven and earth. 
um, stating that God has all power, which he talked about earlier in Mosiah chapter three, verse five as well. And then, and then, then concluding this by saying that man cannot comprehend everything that God comprehends goes back to Mosiah chapter three, verse 19, saying that we are, um, as little children who submit, who should be submitting to, to their father. So he's, what, what he's doing is he's, he's summarizing everything and linking it back to Psalms and also to Isaiah, which says, for my thoughts, are not your ways, neither are your ways, my ways, saith the Lord. This is fantastic teaching by a prophet and king who understands the scriptures so well, has applied them into what he has spoken about and then summarizing them for his people so that they can take that and apply it into their lives. Um, and because obviously we can then trust in God and know that we can trust in God, we are then able to move on to what he says in verse 11 and 12. Now, 11 and 12 are, is quite long, um, but he starts talking about retaining this remission of our sins. Uh, I'll read the start of verse 11. It says, and, and again, I say unto you, as I have said before, that as ye have come to the knowledge of the glory of God, or if ye have known of his goodness and have tasted of his love and have received a remission of your sins, which causeth such exceedingly great joy in your souls, even so I would ye should remember and always retain in remembrance the greatness of your God and in your own nothingness and his goodness and long suffering towards you. Um, and he continues on. But the point that he's trying to make across now is that we need to remember this and retain this. In verse 12, he says, And behold, I say unto you that if ye shall do this, ye shall always rejoice and be filled with the love of God and always retain a remission of your sins. And ye shall grow in the knowledge of the glory of him that created you or in the knowledge of that which is just and true. Um, to, to conclude, Elder Neil A. a. Maxwell said this, Quote, much emphasis was given by King Benjamin to retaining a remission of our sins. We do not ponder that concept very much in the church. We ought to think of it a lot more. Retention clearly depends on the regularity of our repentance. In the church, we worry and should over the retention of new members, but the retention of our remissions is a cause for even deeper concern. Close quote. And I would concur with Elder Maxwell that we need to make sure that we are considering and contemplating the, re the retainment of our remission of our sins much more often, that we are repenting, that we are connecting with our Saviour much more often, and recognise that this experience is not a one-time thing, but something that needs to be retained. And so as we uh, conclude there, we'll continue over the next couple of days to go through the rest of chapter 4, because we will continue to talk about retaining this remission of our sins, and what that looks like and how we can do that. Thank you for listening today. I hope that you've enjoyed the study. If there's anything that you've learned, please share it. You can email session at gmail.com or you can join the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening and until we meet again.